Hey guys, I'm Jay, one of the co-founders at Imagine Insights, and I'm here as always with our community strategy lead, Nick, and one of our Gen Z community members, Srina Parekh. Welcome to our podcast, Imagine This, the podcast for all things Gen Z. Want to know more about Gen Z? Then join us for our 20-minute monthly podcast where we'll discuss what matters to Gen Z, how they think, and the incredible impacts they're having on society. Just before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that we pay our Gen Z community for every single insight they provide to a brand. To pay more Gen Z and be the best at what we do, we really need this podcast to grow. And it's extremely easy for you to help. If you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, then simply press subscribe or follow. And that's it. You've helped us massively by that one simple action. We thank you so much. And Gen Z, love you. I can't believe it's already our 13th episode. And today we will be talking about our brutally honest views on Tumblr. So it's resurgence, where it went wrong and the state of social media. So as Jay mentioned right at the start, today we're joined by Srina. So Srina, how are you today? And yeah, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey guys, thanks for having me on the podcast today. Um, I'm a recent graduate in economics and yeah, I'm very excited to be talking about this topic with you guys today. Amazing. And obviously, again, thank you for joining us. We we really appreciate your time. Yes. No so now, Oh, sorry, Shreen, I jumped over you then. Apologies. <laughs> now we've got all that sorted and let's get into the topic. We asked our Gen Z community, have you used Tumblr in the last month? Not have they used it previously in the past, but have they used Tumblr in the last month? And imagine this, 32% of our Gen Z community said that they've used it in the last month. Listen to that. 32%. It's a lot higher than I actually expected. Tumblr, as many of us know, has struggled for a while. There's now been a massive resurgence. 61% of Tumblr's new users are Gen Z and their revenues are up 55% since July 2021. So it's crazy to hear those percentages. 32% of our community have used Tumblr in the last month. 61% of Gen Z's um, Gen Z are new users on Tumblr and their revenues are up 55%. So we're going to jump into this topic and talk more with our amazing team here. First question, I'm going to come to you, Sharina. What do you think about Tumblr's resurgence? I think for me, it was quite unexpected. It seemed to me that that it had its peak in about 2013, 2014, and then slowly just became obsolete and became replaced with newer algorithmic social media platforms like Instagram or TikTok. But I guess thinking about it more deeply, it does make sense in a way that people have been complaining about the increased commercialization of social media platforms other than Tumblr. So it does make sense in a way, but I'm not sure how sustainable this, this new growth in Tumblr is, to be honest. That's an interesting one. I like the idea of you're not sure how sustainable it is. I think that was probably part of the challenge that, that Tumblr is probably facing. They're going, okay, cool. We've seen this massive growth, but but what? What's next? And I love that. What about you, Nick? What do you think? I'm actually going to kind of add on to the part that you were mentioning about the kind of algorithm. I think that, like you were saying, it, it did surprise me initially because, you know, Tumblr, it just seems like something from so long ago that people used to use. And it I don't know, it's just something that's come out of the blue, but actually looking looking really in depth i think it doesn't surprise me because i think everyone's a little bit kind of um they're done with the the algorithm with instagram with with tiktok i know these these platforms are obviously really really popular but i think tumblr just seems less invasive and 
you know, the fact that, for example, platforms like Instagram or TikTok or, you know, Twitter, the fact that it tracks everything you do and and who you're interacting with. I think people have have kind of started to realize that they don't actually want everything to be tracked. And, you know, even if it does in a way provide a different and maybe a more interactive and engaged user experience, I think that people actually nowadays don't want everything to be tracked. And the fact that Tumblr doesn't track things okay, yes, it doesn't, it, you know, it's not great in terms of being able to, to, to monetize, but it's just something a bit more, a bit more anonymous, anonymity. Wow. That's a long word, a bit more anonymous. And <laughs> you, you, if you see what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree with both of you guys. I think it's the, as a person that runs a startup coming from a strictly financial perspective, I'd be thinking, okay, cool. So how are they going to monetize this if there's no way of tracking? But I think that mindset needs to change because we've we're so used to platforms tracking us that we're going oh actually if they if they can't track us how they're going to make money and um, and i think the the resurgence of gen z running to tumblr definitely for me shows that there's a there's a desire and there's a need for more platforms like this so i'm interested to see how social media platforms deal with this in the future so moving on to our second question nick i'm going to start with you how do we think tumblr lost its way so i think that in terms of, so Tumblr was was extremely successful um when they kind of in their inception when they first started and obviously that's that is why Yahoo or Yahoo however you want to pronounce it that's exactly why they acquired them for for just over 1 billion in 2013 so i think that where they went wrong particularly was they started to move away from their core values of what they created so that what they created initially was that that kind of micro blogging social network um platform where people were able to just to really um create their own aesthetic no no kind of um there's not there wasn't a chronological feed they could you know depending on their mood they could kind of develop an aesthetic and 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 basically be in in direct control of what they were seeing on their on, a bit like a scrapbook or kind of like a digital mood board similar to maybe like pinterest but in a feed in a way um and i think that that really harbored that kind of sense of community where people were able to kind of to to tap into the different aesthetic that they like um you know be it kind of indie or or you know so many different types of aesthetics and i think the fact that yahoo tried to push them into a more commercial um kind of ad focused way which made sense because they were they were paying so much money to acquire them they wanted to, they obviously needed to come up with a way in which they could capture that value so monetize and and that was where the big issue was the trade off between uh, value creation and value capture yeah i think it's really interesting um i like the idea of how it was it was super bespoke for the user so the user kind of it was their life on their rules there was no one telling them how to have it and i think with instagram and all those other ones you kind of you can have your own vibe to it but at the same time it's the same process it's the same it's the same it's the same um the same platform sorry Sharina, what do you think i just think that with Gen Z and with the majority of people that do use social media, our attention spans have only got shorter and shorter. And I think that when you have apps like Instagram and TikTok, which are continuously churning out content based on what they think we'd like to view, it can it can make such a difference because with Tumblr, it's such a catch twenty two for the platform because if the if the if the content creators that you follow stop posting, then your dashboard is essentially dead. You don't have anything new to see unless they come up with a similar algorithm, but then if they come up with an algorithmic based 
feed, then you have to feed in information, which kind of goes against the historic Tumblr culture of anonymity. So I think it's always just been a catch-22 for the platform. Yeah, I think I, I really like the idea if creators stop posting, it's dead. And that's super interesting because, like, is that, is that a threat or is that almost like a unique proposition? Because then it's kind of Tumblr will need to partner better with their creators to make sure that they want to stay engaged on the platform. What do you think of that, Shrina? I agree, but I think in order to satisfy the creator's needs, there has to be some form of monetization. Otherwise, it mm. might kind of feel pointless after a while. But if they then monetize it, then I feel like you'll get into the same arena as Instagram where there's so many paid ads and so much commercialization that you almost don't feel like you're seeing anything that's authentic on your on your feed. I think actually they, and I, I completely agree with you, but I think they've also they've um i read recently that they've actually introduced that tip jar for creators so mm. obviously because because it's different to instagram whereby people are partnering with brands rather than the actual platform of instagram or or tiktok um that people are now actually able to tip but then i don't know how successful that is i don't know how much i'd be willing and maybe that's just that's just me but i don't know would would you jay would you if there was someone that you were really interested in their content, would you pay a bit like a Patreon, for example, but mm. would you pay someone a tip? It's a good question. I don't, I don't think I would, honestly. And I feel like a bit of a twat saying that, but it's, I don't feel like I would pay. Would I? Actually, potentially I would. If it was a creator that I was, so certain podcasts I listen to week in, week out. And if they post twice a week, I'll listen to it every single time. So some of that, that I probably would. Trina, would you, would, you tip, would you tip one of your favorite creators? See, it's a difficult one because I feel like creators these days have accounts on so many platforms. So if I was paying to see something that I could see for free on other social media platforms, and I don't think I would, it would have to be something really personalized or specialized for Tumblr. And I don't know if creators would, would do that for a tip that may or may not may be paid. Yeah, that's such a good point. It's almost like they create content to go across all platforms. So why are they going to specifically create content for Tumblr? It's an interesting one. Um, go on, then, there, there was actually a question that I was going to ask. This is a bit off piece, but I know that w a big um, part of their decline was actually when they they banned all explicit content on Tumblr. So I, I don't know if, if either of you know about kind of yeah. Tumblr. It got a bit of a bad reputation at one point for a lot of explicit content. And what they did to kind of counteract that was they removed everything that was potentially controversial. So rather than um, kind of selecting things that were clearly, that clearly shouldn't have been on the platform, they decided to just remove anything controversial, which in a way took away that creative freedom per se or the mm. freedom of, of speech so that's something else that potentially by being acquired by yahoo and and having more restrictions on them rather than being that kind of you know initially what that that's you know their their proposition was which was a microblogging platform where people were just able to share everything that they they wanted to mm. it's it's interesting because i think it's like the fact that yahoo bought it for a billion and then sold it for 3 million. It speaks to something quite interesting is if Yahoo couldn't get the value out of it and WordPress thinks they can, I'm excited. I'm actually excited to see, cause I know WordPress has a parent company that, that actually bought it. I'm excited to see it's automatic. The parent company is called automatic. It just came to me. I'm excited to see what automatic think they can do with Tumblr that Yahoo couldn't. Shrina from just from your, from your, from this initial conversation, 
Would you, for you personally, would you use Tumblr in the next in the next few months? Personally, I'm not sure that I would because I still don't know what the value add would be as compared to other social media sites that I'm currently using. And if I think it takes a big shift in the creators to push that as opposed to the users, because if I saw that creators that I'm interested in and that I follow were moving to Tumblr, then then that would be an incentive. But right now, I I don't see the big pull towards it interesting so it's almost if creators go there then i would go so it's pretty much almost like as as people we just we're we're moving with the creators which i think i'd do exactly the same if some of my favorite creators move to a specific platform i think i would do the same what about you nick see personally i would not use tumblr at the moment either i think it would it would really depend on whether let's say if i uh was looking to move out and looking to 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 um so let's say buy a place with, with my partner. Maybe I would get Tumblr for inspiration on um, interior design, a bit like Pinterest, because I'll be honest, I'm not the biggest fan of kind of Pinterest uh, layout. So potentially I would do that. Now, I think, would there be a shift in my mindset if people started started to migrate more onto Tumblr? Potentially. I don't know if, if me personally... Um, like Shrina, I would go on there just for creators. I think I would, if I was to use Tumblr, it would be more for um, it would be more for myself and wanting to kind of make create a mood board, as, as kind of I mentioned earlier. Yeah, fair, makes sense. Um, I, I think I agree with both of you, honestly. Yeah, also, um, I think that's such so, a good point. No, I was just gonna say, I think that's such a good point from Nick. Like, maybe we do need to stop looking at Tumblr as another kind of form of social media, and maybe as like a creative or cultural platform. I like that. The idea of it, it's not really, that's such a good point, Serena. Maybe we do look at it less of a, yeah, it's more of a creative platform and creative outlet. Sorry to cut you off, but I actually saw a quote earlier, which was they, that someone had basically called Tumblr a creative culture platform rather than a tech platform, mm. which is super interesting. It changes your, your thought yeah, process 100%. when you think of it like that, because essentially what they're trying to do is they're trying to build communities and, yeah. and, and that is something completely different to all these big tech platforms, which essentially is what Instagram is. And, you know, everyone loves Instagram, but really it is a, it's yeah. a tech platform. So it's a completely different play. So then the way they advertise, the way they engage with creators, the way they engage with users is just completely different because it's not, it's not the same as, as other platforms. Exactly. I love that, guys. Um, so that actually leads perfectly onto my last question, really. Sharina, what do you think of the current state of social media as it is right now? I think it is becoming increasingly noticeable that a lot of what I'm seeing is so commercialized and there are a lot of ads to the point where some of the creators that I follow now kind of put disclaimers in or like beware that the post, like a filter has been used on this post or um, like just a like public service announcement like this is not my life every day and I think that once you start I think initially I use social media to connect with family and friends and then slowly it kind of built up to become this place where now I'm just kind of feeling that I'm seeing a lot of people's lifestyles and a lot of them aren't realistic. So I don't, I don't know. I think the reasons I use social media have changed because of the increased commercialization of it. Like now I'll probably see more paid ads and go on, like kind of go on a little shopping spree, whereas before it would mainly just be to keep up with friends and family. So I'm not sure if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. I, th- I think personally for me, so I've, I came off Instagram maybe about, seven or eight months ago, maybe a little bit longer. I can't you do even it all remember. the time. You go on, off, on, yeah. off. The thing is, <laughs> you're hilarious. So the thing is, so actually I was, I was off and then somebody reinstated it. Somebody had my password, I hadn't realized and they reinstated it and someone was like, oh, you're back on Instagram. I was like, I am. Um, so yeah, no. So I, I, so for me personally, the reason why I came off Instagram 
was simply because I, every time I was going on that, I found myself comparing myself to other people. But most important, I found myself trying to put on a show for other people. And I realized that's just not my personality. Self. I don't actually really care what people think predominantly, if I'm being honest. And I think with Instagram, it was making me go, oh, I've been here and I've done that and I've got this. And I just thought to myself, actually, if that's not what I want to do, and it's and I felt like the desire to do that. I'm not saying that's for everybody, but I felt the desire to do that. Then, then I, I definitely it was a great reason for me to come off. And I love what you were saying, Shireen, a second ago about this isn't my everyday life and how influencers are saying that. And I think it's the idea of things not being realistic is definitely something that I can see our Gen Z community are flagging a lot. And the last thing you were saying, I think, was interesting is how you're using Instagram more now. If you're going on this, actually for shopping and less for family. And it's so interesting that Instagram are getting what they wanted because people are buying through there. But does that mean that the platform and the reason why people go on there is changing? So I know a lot of my family members, they go on there to see what their favorite influencers are wearing. Then they go and buy it. And really, they're not engaging with the content as they used to. And I've actually moved to using TikTok a little bit more, even though I probably only use that once a week. Yeah, I completely agree. I think there comes a point where the content you're seeing is so fabricated that it stops being relatable. And at that point, you kind of, you're moving away from the relatability aspect or like the catching up with family and friends aspect and more towards the commercialization agenda that Instagram has. Yeah, 100%. And I think that brands are are realizing this and are trying to kind of leverage that because I think we're seeing that, that brands are, are trying to be more human on social media, which is something that they're actually doing quite well on on TikTok. I think a lot of brands are doing those kind of behind the scenes um, and that kind of raw, unedited, unedited footage. Um, and I think they're realizing that that social media, that, that perfection, sorry, is is counterproductive, and it's not what like Gen Z and actually people in general want to see. I think. You know, per, the, the kind of the word or the term "perfect" is is not seen seen in the same way as it as it once was. And you know, people don't want that that polished content. We want to be able to to relate to a brand. And actually, people are holding brands to a higher standard where we want to know that uh, who are these people that are actually running the brands. And and I think also it's really important this shift in social media where actually brands are realizing they need to interact with their community the people that are actually uplifting their brand and that's obviously something that we try and do as as much as possible imagine insights because you know if if there's something a new strategy or a process that we want to bring in place we will we will contact our community we'll speak directly with them to have that communication and i think social media it's a big there's a big thing nowadays which is um collaboration or cooperation however you want to call it and also just being human and you know i've seen for example duolingo on tiktok they're really good at being that human side where you literally just see someone in the head office and they're just kind of having fun just doing regular stuff um you know this is my yeah. the process of my day yeah i love that man um so true i was just going to add that um i think that's completely correct what you said like brands really need to find a balance between relatability and commercialization like with the whole Colin the Caterpillar cake like Aldi versus Marks and Spencer like that was it was such relatable content that people can engage with but at the same time I think sales of both cakes went through the roof so I think that's a really good example yeah no I love that guys um that's it we're done Sheena thank you so much for taking the time out to to talk with us and Nick as always thank you for being here um the conversation for me was really really interesting um I definitely think we could have um, waffled on for a lot longer because there was some really great points that we were all pulling out but however as promised we stayed under 20 minutes thank you for listening to our 13th episode of Imagine This our mission at Imagine Insights is to help Gen Z to shape their future 
And we know the best way for them to do that is with brands. So we enable brands to crowdsource qualitative or quantitative insights from our Gen Z community within 72 hours. So if you'd like to hear any more about that or to hear talk to us more about the podcast, please feel free to reach out to myself or Nick or one of the team. Again, please like, subscribe and share. And thank you again for tuning in and we'll expect you next time. Thanks, guys.